Hello, and welcome to our latest Podmaster episode, where master entrepreneur Rick Lowe and I spend some time each week chatting about things that are front of our minds. If you're a freeman, enjoyed this podcast, then do go check out our others. And if having listened to them, you have something you'd like to share, then do get in touch with me, Mark Huxley. I'd love to hear from you. Good to be back with you again, Rick. Hi, Mark. How are you? Very well, thank you. Um, so as we, as we kind of meet today to record this, it, it's on the day when Prime Minister Boris Johnson has, in his words, promised to offer an opportunity guarantee for every young person to give them the chance of an apprenticeship or in-work placement to boost the economy after COVID. It seems to fall much behind you know, the, the wider aims of what he's trying to do about regenerating further education and the one and a half billion pounds that he's put into to refurbish. He's again described dilapidated college buildings. So that felt like a a good subject to, to, for today because yeah. you know as as we come out obviously we're going to face a much changed world and it feels like the kind of younger folk are more the fragile people sitting in it what have you seen going on around this well it, it's interesting mark just just lifting out something i saw in the sunday times in the business section under 25s on the edge was the title of the article and it's it's really highlighting that the young are the most vulnerable because they do lack they may have an education, but they lack work experience. And how are we going to address a world where once furlough starts to end, the and, and unemployment does, you know, will bite? Will it be the younger who are affected the most? The chances are yes. And how do we think about addressing that? And is it, a, on the other hand, is it a really good opportunity for those youngsters to start thinking about taking a big step and starting their own businesses? So the entrepreneurial element of that potential demographic, it, it, you know, lots of good businesses have started in recession. So there's some very interesting dynamics going about, but it does feel that it's the under 25s that, that are going to be a very much a focal point for the next month and years. Just touching on another article I've read from the CBI, and this is all about a, a digital report that focuses essentially on, you know, how are we going to harness innovation to drive the digital economy? So it's almost like a technology-led recovery, um, technology being such an important part of uh, the world we live in today. You know, how do we continue to build a world-class environment um, and again, that will dovetail nicely into the under 25s because that really is the future and they're more tech savvy than the older demographics. So it's great that the CBI has put together this, this innovation report because it's good food for thought on some of the key areas we need to be focusing on as, as a nation. Yeah, and it feels there's a, a, a bit of a danger if they don't. Again, you know, sort of kind of trading things that we've read. There was an article earlier last month um, which referenced uh, business groups such as kind of London First and the Mayor of London that yeah. threw out a stark warning that apprenticeship are starting to expect to drop by 50% come this September. Yes. That yeah. If the government furlough scheme, you know, it's really masking future layoffs and fears of proper rising youth unemployment. Um, and as it goes on to say that apprenticeships are vital in providing clear long-term paths to skilled employment. And I think it's emphasis on yeah. the word skilled employment. Yeah. But as a result of the coronavirus pandemic, for an example, uh, I think of the Sutton Trust had reported that just 39% of apprenticeships are continuing as normal. 
I mean, this feels like a really potentially catastrophic situation if it, if it doesn't get on the right side of it. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm reading it's an 80% drop in the number of apprentices taken on by small businesses since lockdown. As, as you said, it's a, it's a huge reversal. And what apprenticeships give is that practical experience working, you know, going into a work environment, understanding how to interact with other members of staff and, and get into the nuts and bolts of a business. It gives you so much more than a, you know, an educational qualification, which is, which is still life skills in other ways, but it, it is vitally important for us to address that. And if you look at other countries around the world, like Germany in particular, they are very, very apprenticeship driven. Um, so, so people get practical skills, get, um, you know, learn from within an environment, a working environment that they can take forward uh, as valuable experience. Interesting, you know, just developing out a couple of bits, you know, this same report I was just talking about a second ago, they were throwing up a seven point plan, which you know, I wouldn't intend taking through now, but there were a couple of interesting areas to, I think what you were just talking about, about you know, greater flexibility in running apprenticeships and particularly for SMEs where perhaps yes. they can't justify having a, a single full-time apprentice in a business, but then why don't they share that across a number of businesses, you know, so that mm. one person is still getting that, that opportunity yeah. and just making sure it's being communicated about. Cause again, I think it's one of those things that quite easily fall under a rock of everything else that's going on. And well, people are not talking about it. It's not top of the priority and you know, the moment gets lost. And, and I suppose it, it if we look across that SME space, there's obviously some high growth firms in there which will need skill and people to, to, to deliver the growth. And then there's still a host of, let's say, traditional companies that probably aren't growing that quickly, but are stable uh, in a more traditional industry that still have a lot to offer. And, it, and it's where does that, you know, how, how do you get that blend or, or that message across? And we talk a lot about technology is that's the future and that generally is listed as a, a much more dynamic fast-moving industry but let's not forget about all those traditional businesses that can use um, apprenticeships again i was you know, thinking about what we are as entrepreneurs and and already the role we, we kind of actively play through our out, outreach and education programs that we do we're in the spectrum of you know pure apprentice into an employment and a trade into you know what what we we try and kind of push forward in the kind of entrepreneurial self-starter run your own yeah. business get your own enterprise where do you think the kind of spectrum is going to lay going forward i mean if there's going to be this change is going to be sharing is it going to mean that you know perhaps business owners have got to be much more flexible in how they're approaching it and what they seek out in apprenticeships and more non-traditional thinking or do you think it will still be quite binary from you know I, i'm you're in an apprentice to become a plumber and you're going to be a plumber sure. or, yeah know, you're more uh, of a business owner go back to the tech kind of companies you were talking about yeah well i i think you always get different personalities you know in life and you'll get the apprentice which is much very formulaic like you just alluded to so if you if you want to be a plumber you don't have to be trained as an electrician you need to electrician you need to be trained as a plumber but i think a lot of young or sme businesses it's, as we know as entrepreneurs mark you're a bit of a jack of all trades you need it's actually quite healthy to put apprentices through different areas of your business they get a real feel for what what they want to do a bit like a 
those graduate management trainee schemes were like in, in, back in the day where you, you, you worked in various departments before you really decided what you wanted to do, which your chosen path was. But I, I think there's a couple of points to list out. One is it is our responsibility as entrepreneurs to be open to apprenticeships more and really think about it. And secondly, the funding of that, that I think the government really needs to understand because for me today to take on apprenticeships it's a financial obligation not just from a salary point of view but to have the resource in the business to manage it which is which will end up being a financial obligation whichever way you look at it because someone's got to look after an apprentice program or, or an individual coming through your doors as an apprentice so they're the debates we need to look at is is one to how do we spread the message to get the british business community working to embrace apprenticeships and what are the sweeteners to allow businesses to take on and train young people I, and it's interesting about you talk about the funding part of it because it, it, it feels like the you know the businesses themselves have got a role to play in keeping this up and not you know obviously we have spoken about the government funding and it's right that they take a lead on it um and I, I was spying the other day that um, Santander, through their own kind of universities and, and internal academia, have been supporting places like the um, University of London. And the reference I saw was to their, their city, City of London campus. And they've been putting you know, some meaningful funding in during COVID to, to help in hardship, but also make sure that the, the, the students feel they've got a little bit of resilience behind them to carry on learning. And actually now, seemingly, they're putting some extra money in to build out their incubation space at, at um, City University of London, which I think is called the Launch Lab. Um, yeah. You know, and it's good to see business doing that. And that feels like that needs to be encouraged as well at, at any scale. If you know, if, if if the heart is willing, the mind will follow, as it were. Yeah, and, and you know, it's interesting things that you know, if it's true, which we're sure it is that you know, SMEs make up nearly ninety nine percent of the businesses in the UK. Maybe there needs to be an investment or, or or some thought going into how we improve the capabilities of those SMEs to bring in new people. So as well, as much as you bring in apprentices. If we are saying, and this is one of the things that was interesting about that CBI report, Mark, was that because technology is so important, it's such a facilitator, how many of our businesses, and I'll probably hold my hand up here, aren't on the front end of, of tech, you know, in terms of our own broadband, our own uh, knowledge and skill sets within that modern economy within our business. And it's something that needs to be addressed. It might seem like a bit of a left field comment, but, but how do we make sure our businesses are suited for the 21st century and certainly coming out of the um, impact of COVID? And how that would have, you know, that's part of that mix in bringing new people into your business, which would be a print as well. Absolutely. And I, I think, again, kind of broadening out from a different angle that, you know, we, we finally seem to have got on the right side of, you know, talent and diversity and bringing the most capable people back into, into the workplace. One has to, to muse that, that in the absence of, of any tangible support, it's probably going to be, you know, the, the diverse population that will suffer there will be a talent drain sitting in because you know that, that, that not the best of all of the talent is going to come in so it would no. be horrible to think that some of this is going to get back to you know money cleaving money and the, those without can't 
you know, uh, get get that kind of lift up in life. Yeah, it, 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 I think you just mentioned it, Bold. I mean, we need to, it, it's a moment to be courageous, isn't it? And I suppose as an entrepreneur, you, you're always trying to work that fearless road, aren't walk that fearless road, aren't you? So it adopted innovation and being bold about expanding that thought and utilising all the, the good things that we've got. There's a lot of good successes that have come out of COVID in terms of businesses still operating and growing and finding a way to build on that to champion that and build on that commercial success so looking you know kind of more directly down the lens from the guild then i mean we we do stuff anyway i mean we, we've all sort of yeah. done our outreach and education i, I assume we, we, we're going to kind of maintain our efforts in, in that regard perhaps there's a little bit of a call out here knowing that that many of our our fellow freemen listen to these podcasts you know if they mm. if they feel they have something to offer or if they they want to support we would encourage them to get in touch with the guild and and come and see how we could all help each other yeah i mean i think the the, the message really should be we, we have the charitable trust mark as we know and we've talked about on the podcast previously that is geared to underprivileged um you know potentially disenfranchised people that want to get into starting a business or, or go down the road that uh, of some way being self-determinant with a business and how do we take that offline and debate it and see that we can increase the momentum of that to go after potentially the apprenticeship market how do we help it how how do we engage our freemen you know is it is it a call out to all of us to see if we can take people on is it is it about looking for organizations that we can work with to do our bit however big or small it is to help the cause and and, and i'd love to think that in a year's time mark we could turn around as a guild and say we've helped 10 apprentices get into what about you know across our businesses come in for real experience and there's, there's some there's some positive success stories so it's something that you and i should take away i think and we should have that based around all the outreach work we do and looking at the fact that we've got the, the trust as well is how do we probably focus it more on this problem we're seeing that you know the government's alluded to today okay so again i i think during the the, the session to a close i mean it's just that shout out if there is anybody you know within the guild family or anything anyone related to the guild family that feels we could help them just real proper call to action get in touch with us speak to the clerk and, and I think as well, Mark, we, it's something based around what's kind of emerging now post-COVID. It's something we should give some more thought to around our outreach and ensure that as our trust grows, which it is doing, we look at ways we can probably directly address what we've discussed today. And as I said, it would be great to sit back in a year or, year or so and know that we've done our bit to help the challenge. And there can, can't be anything wrong with trying to bring people into to an mm. entrepreneurial environment and give them those life skills. Even if they don't turn out to be an entrepreneur themselves one day, good experiences will live with them for the rest of their lives. Rick, that feels like a really good place to, to draw to a close. So, as usual, thank, thank you. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, yeah thanks, um, Mark. Very good.